In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. In today's Gospel, our Lord gives us a a paradigm for life. He says that the kingdom of God is like a king who required an accounting from his servant. And this servant owed him uh, an amount of money or whatever. And uh, because he didn't have the money, uh, he was getting ready to receive punishment because of that. And our Lord gives him mercy when he begs for mercy. And yet, this same servant who has been the recipient of this mercy is unwilling to convey that to another person who owes him something. And when the king finds out about it, uh, he chastises him harshly and reappoints his punishment uh, for his own uh, shortcomings. At the very beginning of Lent, you will recall we have the right of forgiveness. And we ask each other's forgiveness, and you may recall what the response is. God forgives. God forgives. God alone forgives. And if we are the recipient of that forgiveness, then we have the obligation to pass that forgiveness, that mercy, on to any and everybody with whom we have interaction. That's the paradigm. That's the paradigm for life. We are fellow recipients of God's forgiveness when we contemplate our own sins and realize the depth of God's mercy which He has given to us. We must have a profound sense of gratitude and love. This is the foundation from which we must work with others who offend us. So great and rich is God's love for me, even though I have rebelled against Him and disobeyed Him, disregarded Him, and yes, even forgotten Him, He gives this mercy to me. The least we can do is be willing to pass that mercy on to others with whom we know or interact. Our Lord sees how far we have fallen away from Him, but He does not give up on us and is always ready and desirous to bathe us in His forgiveness. Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. As one writer has expressed in uh, the year of the grace of the Lord, he writes, Let us today examine every fold of our heart, every corner of our mind, let some trespass, lest some trespass, some injustice that we have not forgiven lies there. We have no right to try to bring to a halt in ourselves the forgiveness that flows from the cross with the blood of the Savior. We must allow it to flow freely. We can make it flow on to others and especially on to those who may have harmed us. 
Does this mean that we endorse or ignore others' sins? No, it, no but it does, not, it does mean that we are not to condemn anyone. Any admonitions or corrections given to another must come out of, a, of love and concern for that person and <clears throat> others that may be hurt by the same. We are called to speak the truth in love. We are also called to be quick to hear and slow to speak, letting our speech be seasoned with grace. Grace and the mercy of God. <clears throat> St. Gregory Palamas writes, Love everyone yourself. Be quick to forgive. Avoid passing judgment. Seeing, as it were, yourself in every man and making this the basis for your <clears throat> for your verdicts, attitudes, and actions. St. Gregory Palamas. Today's gospel teaches us that clearly that our lives are purified and glorified when we pass the mercy that has been given, on to, into, given to us on to others. We are called to be exceptional. Exceptional. That's what God had in mind for us when he created us out of nothing. That we would be exceptional. Politicians like to use that term to define, uh, to, to define that word rather in a worldly sense. A standard of excellence. Which in and of itself is not evil. But the standard of righteousness before God is not realized through educational or technological advances. What sets Christians apart from other men and women is the capacity to demonstrate the grace and mercy of God, which one has received to cover a multitude of sins. Even to those who offend us, oppose us, work against us, and use every opportunity to undermine us. We as Christians are called by God to be different. Rather than focusing on the speck in our brother's eye, our Lord calls each of us to focus on the log in our own eye. Judgment is mine, saith the Lord. But we tend to pass judgments on what we do not know, <clears throat> on what we do not know, in terms of others' motivations, intentions, and desires. What we do know is if we are willing to examine our own hearts is that we are sinners and we need forgiveness. And that must be the primary focus of our lives. This is why repentance is the essential first step of salvation and having a place in good standing in the kingdom of God. May we not forget these truths which you already know. I'm simply reminding you. May we not forget this paradigm that God has given us. It's not complicated. God has forgiven me. Therefore, I am to forgive others. And he will help us with that. Some of you may recall the story that I've told many times that really uh, resonated with me from Father Thomas Hopko. He said a lady came to him in confession one time and um, had this 
long-standing problem with somebody. And he's asked this lady, have you forgiven this person? And she said, no. He said, well, do you want to forgive this person? She said, no. So Father Thomas then is taken aback a little bit and he says, well, do you want to want to forgive this person? <laughs> uh, she said, yes. That gave her the toehold she needed to get on the right path. Made by the grace of God, we go in that route as well. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen.